Lord saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And then Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Praise God. Praise God for his word. Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise. Somebody say thank you, Lord. Good to see everybody today. Thank you for being here. First time guests, you, you got the instruction to fill out the connect card. Amen. Make sure you do that for us so that we can reach out to you, invite you back, say thank you for your being here. Anybody seeking a church home, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray that God would give you a divine boldness today to step out on faith, to let God have his way in you today to get connected with the community of faith, the household of believers, and we, wel we welcome you with open arms. Amen? Amen. Isn't that right, people of God? Amen. Let's give God some praise for that. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. A couple things I want to mention before I get started in today's word. First of all, thank you to Kirk Russell for bringing the message last week. Let's give God some praise for he and his wife. Amen. And we want to thank God for uh, your prayers. Uh, we were in uh, Dallas, Texas last weekend ministering at the Impact Church where Pastor Kwesi Kamau, Dr. Kamau is is the pastor. That's our sister church. Amen. And I was proud to see them do a, uh, a mission outreach, uh, Need to Read. They did that last Sunday. Let's give God some praise for that. So they gave books away to young people last week. So it was good to see them, you know, capturing that spirit for, uh, to help combat low literacy and uh, do something for young families. Praise God. Uh, but it was his uh, 30th anniversary in ministry. I think he had, he's been pastoring for 23 years. Uh, so it was wonderful to be there to celebrate that with them. Amen. So let's continue to pray for the Impact Church in Dallas that they will have, that they will truly be impactful. Praise God. Uh, and then I wanted to mention that uh, you know, we got some stuff coming up that we got to get engaged in. Small groups, we're signing up last week, we're signing up this week. Uh, we want you to just try one. Uh, say, try one. Just, uh, that wasn't definitive. Come on now. <laughs> say it with me. Try one. Try one. I used to say, try it. You might like it. Amen? So just try one out. Find one in your area out in the lobby today. Uh, they are divided into days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So pick a day, find one in your area that you can attend. Uh, it's only about an hour and 15 minutes of your time. Small group Bible studies that take place in small bi in businesses and homes, and some of them take place right here. Amen? So, uh, you know, Teams is an acrostic that we use to describe our small groups. And they are, uh, you know, T is for teaching, E is for equipping or coaching, A is for accountability. That just happens organically, naturally when we connect. Uh, we, we become accountable with each other. That's important so that you don't fall through the cracks. God wants you to have some Christian friends. Amen. 
some prayer partners. Uh, this, these small groups help facilitate that. Missions. Missions is, the M is just about doing what I'm about. The word says for us to be the priesthood of all believers. That means you are the ministers. Rick Warren coined a phrase and said that I am, as a pastor and pastors, we are the administers. So it's our job to train, to equip, to empower you to be, be the ministry. Amen? Say, say to yourself, I am the ministry. That, that was real soft. So let's try this one more time. I am the ministry. <laughs> I don't believe y'all. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. And uh, then the S is for supplication, which is prayer. To do both intercessory prayers, prayers for other people, and petitional prayers, prayers for yourself that God meet needs, meets needs in your life. Amen? So uh, we want to focus in on those things. Uh, so small group sign-ups. Uh, baptism is coming up soon. Um, I mentioned a few other things at the close of this, uh, toward the close of this service. Amen? Amen. Uh, if you want to know where small groups are, they also have a brochure out on the tables that tells you where all the small groups are located and, you know, it gives you contact information for those persons who lead and some co-leaders of those small groups. Amen? Amen. Jesus. So, you know, we're continuing this series of messages uh, on uh, Am I Really a Rejoicer? And uh, last time we talked about that rejoicing is important in Scripture. There, is, there are instances where we're to be glad and elated and excited, uh, where we're to rejoice, to be full of joy. Amen? Uh, the Word even says the joy of the Lord is what? My strength. So, so joy in Christ uh, gives me strength. Praise God. Amen. Spiritual energy that surpasses physical energy so that I can make it out, make it over, and make it through to the glory of Almighty God. Yeah. Amen? So, so, so to rejoice is important. We didn't just pull this name out of, out of nowhere. We pulled it out of Scripture. Amen? Yeah. Another instance where you can equate a term to rejoice is the word delight. Delight yourself in the Lord. That means be excited about God. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, most people aren't that excited about God. We get excited about March Madness and our bra bracketology, whatever that is. You know, we get excited about, you know, our favorite teams and sports. We get excited about our favorite uh, series, you know, that's on television or a, a television show or a nighttime magazine or the politics or even, even we get addicted to sometimes the hostility, the ants, the disappointment, trying to get, dig in there, and we give passion in many instances, to the matters that do not matter. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Right. And we lend our mental energy to things that are to really no account. Anything that you can't influence really should not be on your primary radar screen. Amen? Anything that you can't influence, anything that you don't have purview over, anything that you don't have authority over, even anything that you can't make a difference in, 
Amen. It, that, that ain't supposed to just be your obsession. <laughs> Amen. So, so if you're obsessed with something that you can't change, Amen. That, that'll change your whole mindset if you realize that these are things I can't change and these are things that I can. Yeah. So these are things that are on my plate. These are things that are not on my plate. We need to get some stuff off of our plate. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so social media puts things on our plate, put things, put things in our earshot and in our eye shot, and we're paying attention to these things. Amen. We're chiming in and giving our opinion and sharing our passion. Amen. And, and in essence, there should be things that you don't even chime in on. They're not under your purview. They're not under your authority. Amen. It's nothing that you can do to make a difference about. Amen. Now, you can't pray about certain things, heinous things, uh, or troublesome things, uh, some, some incidents that, 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 that cause us ants and, you know, just feel, we feel it. Amen, somebody. When people are murdered or Rape, suicide, you know, think we can pray about things, you know, that, that, are, that, are, that is evil unleashed in the world. Praise God. So it's our job to be prayerful about stuff, but it's not our job to try to manage it, supervise it, control it in any way. Why, why, why is this important? Because, if, if, if it, because it makes room to rejoice. Amen. If I'm in these woes and lows and in these dark places, I can't really rejoice. Amen? I, I, I focus on the, 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 the things that are difficult and tough as opposed to the things that I should be glad, happy, excited, rejoicing, joyful about. Yeah. And the Word of God says that joy is what gives me strength. Yeah. It changes my whole mindset. It changes my whole outlook. It changes my perspective on life, praise God. It helps me to have this joyful spirit. Amen, somebody. And that's so vital as Christians that we be joyful. Amen, somebody. That we evidence what God has evidenced. In this first scripture, the word of God says God saw everything that he made. And if you hold, he said it was good. God was the first rejoicer. He rejoiced in creation and he rejoiced in humanity that he created. He said, y'all are good. I'm rejoicing. I'm glad. I'm excited about my creation. Praise God. God never asked us to do anything that he hasn't already done. Never. Even to praise. He's already praised us. When he says, you're good, he's praising you. He is thankful for you. He's applauding you. He's celebrating you. So, so he first celebrated us before he calls us to celebrate him. He first praised us before he's called us to praise him. Yeah. Amen? You say, well, God, is he some kind of absentee kind of, does he, is he egocentric in some way? Does he want from me what, what, he, what, I, what I don't give to him? What, what, you know, what, what does he want from me in essence? Does he want to, no, God doesn't want too much. He wants you to give to you, to him, what he's given to you. Amen? He commends and, and uh, he applauds and he says that you are a blessing. Praise God. He says that you are good. And you and I know we don't qualify for those compliments. <laughs> Amen. But he sees something deeper in us. And he acknowledges and recognizes us. Praise God. 
And we're here today in a recognition service. We're here to recognize God. Amen? Did you come in here to recognize him? Did you come in here to give him some honor and some, some respect and some glory, praise God? Did you come here and here ready to praise and magnify, to lift, to exalt, and extol him, praise God, to glorify his most magnificent name? Because he's worthy. He sees us and he loves us. In, in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you. He rejoices over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. You know, so he's, he's sung to us before he's asked us to sing to him. And he, and he opened up his mouth. The word of God says, you know, make a joyful noise. Make some noise for God. Amen, somebody. Make some noise for Jesus. You know? You know, it's something that even the world knows that noise is important. You know, I was in New York and I was trying to go to the Tonight Show. And you have, to, you have to sign in. I signed in to try to go to the night, tonight show. But then they want you to show up four hours early. I'm like, no, brother ain't showing up four hours early. But that four hours early is to train you how to laugh, how to applaud, how to be responsive during, uh, during the show. You know, how you can become the track for the show. Because they want some noise up in there. And they want some enthusiasm. Amen. They want you to applaud. They'll tell you, hey, clap faster. Sound like more people. Try it. Just clap right this. Clap right this. And clap faster. Sound like there's a bunch of y'all out there. We need to do that. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, you get all this training and you get all this co co coaching, you get all these best practices about how to applaud and how to be energetic and how to be enthusiastic and, you know, how to connect with, with the host and laugh when he ain't even funny. You think them jokes really always funny? No, they got a sign that say applaud, laugh. You know, so they're programming you to respond. That's something that God will never do with us. He will never program you to respond. Now, the worship leaders, we do our best. Pastors, we try to be spiritual cheerleaders. We try to give you cues for you to know when to worship and praise God. We try to pull it out of you as best we can, but it's got to be in you to really come out of you. The word says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Praise God. So our manicure, our handle, our brand, we're rejoicers. So we're supposed to be rejoicing in the Lord. But you got to uh, clear some space. You know, I, I had to get a new computer this past week. I got a new computer. And, you know, I took the old computer and got a program where I could transfer all the information from that one computer to the other computer to clear some space. Amen, somebody. 
to clear some space. So now this old computer is pretty good now because ain't nothing on it. It's moving faster. I'm like, did I really need another computer or did I just need it to, need to clean this one up? But when I cleared space, it became functional. Amen, Amen somebody. When you clear space, you can function for Christ. When you reboot your system, praise God, for the power of Almighty God to be made manifest in your life, praise God, you become usable, praise God. God can use you. God can bless you. God can mold you. God can shape you. You become pliable and influenceable and teachable because you got room for God. The world, the world will use up all your gigs. Am I using the right term? What other memory terms can I pull out? Memories? You know, I'm talking about computer memory. Grams and gigs and gigabytes and storage. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Make some room for Jesus. Make some room to rejoice. Make some room to worship. Make some room to praise. Make some room to study. Make some room to serve. That's how you get stronger in Christ. You download and you delete and you put in the recycle bin some of this stuff that's at the forefront of your mind and heart. And you say, this ain't important. I'm discarding it. This is insignificant. I'm putting that to the side. This needs to be burned alive. I'm burning it at the stake. Amen, somebody. So, so you got to decide what to discard. You say, well, Pastor, what, 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 how you maintain your focus? I kick some stuff to the curb, baby. It's some stuff that's got to go out of my mind, out of my heart, out of my spirit. I rebuke some stuff in the name of Jesus. Even thoughts, you know, thoughts that come across your mind, they don't, that don't mean that's your thoughts. That's what Satan has. The enemy has the power of suggestion. So he can send a thought in your mind. And if I get this curious, outlandish, crazy thought, I say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Get up out of here. And guess what? Just like that, it's gone. So in a series of rebuking thoughts and in the, rebu in the series of rebuking stinking thinking, amen, somebody, faith is birth. Faith is birth. I, I make enough room for faith to arrive. Amen. So have you cleared you know, have you cleared it out to make room for what God is doing, what he wants to do through in and around you, praise God, so that your beliefs can come to the forefront, come to the surface. He said your beliefs and your faith shouldn't be, you know, a search engine that's, that ain't producing nothing. You know, you ever try to search for something and it just, you know, I, I put the word in, I, I, I didn't find it. That sh your faith shouldn't be something you can't find. Amen, somebody. When you go on a search, well, where is it? Oh, I had it. You know, last year this time seemed like I had, had it. Now I don't, well, you're going to lose it if you don't nurture it, if you don't nourish it, if you don't move in it, praise God, if you don't keep it at the forefront of your mind, praise God, it will dissipate and disappear. So we want the power of God to be made manifest by making room for Jesus. Amen. He shows up in you. You say, some of us waiting on him to show up out here. No, he, don't, he ain't showing up out here. He's going to show up in here. 
He resides in you. That's the reason he says, I'm, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Open up your heart and let me come in. He says, and sup and fellowship and dine with you. Let me come in and be your friend. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he calls us to. Amen. Isaiah 65, 18, but, but, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be, to be a joy. The, the Christian community, the, the, the nation of faith is created to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. Her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping. Amen. And the cry of distress. Amen. So you're saying that when you're in Christ and you're rejoicing in him, gladness is birth, weeping, crying, it goes to the wayside. Amen. It begins to dissipate. Amen. I ain't never heard of what you might call a weeping Christian. You know, somebody say, Christ wept. Yeah, he wept for souls. He wasn't crying about his own condition. He crying about your condition. Our condition, the condition of souls. You know, he wasn't just moaning and groaning about himself. That wasn't where his mindset was. It was, it was about concern for the plight of humanity, concern for doomed and damned souls, concern for souls that were on their way to hell, concern for those who were unrepentant, unconfessing, unchurched, did not know him and did not want to know him, did, were rejecting and disobedient and rebellious. He, he was concerned for the status of their souls. When will we get to that place where we're concerned, really, 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 really concerned for souls? Amen? You know, I guess we don't see it as much because we're not in this country where everybody's starving and, you know, where corruption is, uh, is running rampant, you know, on a level where, you know, the rich are just super rich and the poor are just super poor and there's no middle, middle class, you know? Uh, you know, there's no easy credit in, in most countries where a person can get, go get credit and, you know, get things and buy a home or buy a car. You know, you got to have wealth. You got to have money in hand to do what you do. Amen. There's not this economic financial system that is threatening to collapse, if y'all don't know that. Think, uh, prosperity doesn't last forever. That's why we need to get it right now. Amen, somebody. Because we don't know when the trumpet shall sound. We don't know when God shifts this nation. Amen. Especially with our discontent with him. Our ignoring him. Our being rebellious of him. Our, 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 our discounting and devaluing him. Amen. It's running rampant. God, at some point, gets tired. He said, well, let me show them that I'm the one that's really holding them up. Let, let me know, show them that I'm the one that's really stabilizing them. Let, let me show them that I'm the one that holds up the economy. Let, them, let me show them that I'm the one that ushers in seasons of prosperity, praise God. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, God wants us to prosper, but he wants us to honor him with everything that we have. Amen, Amen somebody. So he's calling us to understand that we're supposed to be the community of gladness. I was glad, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen? 
Anybody excited about coming into the house of the Lord? I was happy. I was excited. I was glad. I was elated. I was enthusiastic when they said unto me, let us go into God's house. This is God's house. We get the privilege to come into God's house. Amen, somebody. Deuteronomy 26, 11, and, and you shall rejoice in all the good that God, the Lord your God has given you and to your house and the Levite and the sojourner who is among you. He said, rejoice in my blessings, rejoice in my provisions, rejoice in my supply, rejoice in ends meeting, rejoice in what I provide for you, the increase that I bring, rejoice in the incomes and the salaries and uh, the benefits and the dividends and uh, the, crew, uh, the accruals of whatever you accrue, amen. Rejoice in that because I am your provider. Amen, somebody. So that's one of the things we can rejoice in, in that he's made provisions. Joel 2.23, be glad, O children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, and, early, and the early and the latter rain as before. What is that saying? It's saying that rejoice in God because for some of you, I blessed you real good, real early. Amen? Don't get it twisted. I'm the one that blessed you. I opened up doors. Some, some of us get this superiority complex because we think that we're prospering. You know, we're doing better than some other people. And God's, God calls that the early rain. He said, I've been, I blessed you early. Amen. But it's also a partial warning that seasons will come that we need to be ready for. I'm blessing you early so that you can be a blessing. Amen, somebody. And then good news for those who feel like, you know, I got more capacity to be blessed. He said, look, then I also send the latter rain. Different seasons in our life come around, but he says, I'm the one that saturates and opens doors. Praise God. I'm the one that blesses, so rejoice in me. Be praiseful and thankful. Be glad. Praise God that I am here and I am aware of you and that I am in the midst and I'm watching over you, praise God, in every season. Amen? So what season are you in? Ask yourself. It's always seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. Seasons. Praise God. I've been in and out of various seasons in my life, praise God. And I'm just thankful when I, when I sense that the latter rain is on the way. I've had some early rain too. Amen. Times when God was blessing, when he was supernaturally intervening. Amen. And then there's been, frankly, times when I didn't feel like he was there just for a minute, just mentally. Not, not spiritually, mentally. I was like, where, where you at, God? Where you at? <laughs> Amen. Where you at? I, you know, it seemed like, seemed like there's some persecution. It seemed like there's some ridicule. It seemed like there's some attack. It seems like, seems like, you know, uh, there's, some, there's things happening that, that I sense that, you know, the enemy's kind of getting close. You know, he, he tries to be on your heels anyway. The Word of God says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So when you sense that some things are being taken from you, amen, that some things are being destroyed, amen, and you say, whoa. Wait a minute now, where are you, God? But God says, I'm here. I'm here early and I'm here late. 
Praise God. I'm here early and I'm here late. I'm here. I'm here. Just wait for a second. This is the season you're in because he wants us to be prepared uh, to, to do battle with the enemy. He says we wrestle not against, against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness. It's in high places. Amen. So I need you to become aware of the existence of evil in your life. I'm, I'm going to make you aware of it. Amen, somebody. So that you can combat it and you can stay prayerful and you can rejoice and be thankful in every season. He allows seasons in this dispensation, in this era, so that we can learn how to rejoice even when we feel like things aren't optimum. Optimal. Things aren't perfect. Things aren't exactly where I would like for them to be. Amen, somebody. But you know something? He's still there. And he's still good. Somebody say, he's still there. And he's still good. He's still there. And he's still good, praise God. So we have to learn how to praise God in every season, in every circumstance, when it's raining, and when, it, when we experience the early rain, and when we experience the latter rain. But one thing for sure, he's in the blessing business. Amen? Amen. Ecclesiastes 5.19, everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is a gift from God. Working is a gift from God. To have the strength to work is a gift from Almighty God. To have the insight, the wisdom, the ingenuity to work is a gift from Almighty God. Don't bemoan work. Don't dread work. Amen. It's a blessing from Almighty God. He says, he says rejoice in your toil. Amen. Rejoice in your work. You know, enjoy your work. If you don't know how to enjoy your work, you need to get, go in your prayer closet. Amen, somebody. Get deep up in there. Amen, somebody. Say, God, show me how to enjoy my environment. I'm spending quite a few hours in this environment. Don't, don't let this be drudgery. Don't let me be bitter about my environment. Don't let me be unthankful and unappreciative and, and, and ungrateful. Amen. Help me to sense that this is where you have me for this season. If it's for me to be out of this season, help me to know how and when, but still be appreciative for the season that I'm in. Oh, God, help me to rejoice in my toil. Help me to recognize it as a gift from Almighty God. Talent, skills, abilities, expertise. You know, the things, the ability to learn is a gift from Almighty God. To be good at what you do, to have skills and expertise, that's a blessing from Almighty God. So, so just, just, just applaud and rejoice in him for the blessing. Isaiah 61, 10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me. Somebody say, clothed me with the garments of salvation. Amen, somebody. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. So, 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 so thank you, God for the clothing. The question is, are you clothed or are you naked? He says, you're not clothed. This, this isn't real clothing. This apparel, this regalia, that's not really real. He says, are you clothed with salvation? 
salvation, being born again and infilled with the Spirit of Christ, that's what covers you. It clothes you. And so the writer is thanking God. Isaiah is thanking God. God, thank you for clothing me. Thank you for giving me supernatural spiritual clothing. And thank you for covering me in righteousness. Not, not my righteousness, yours. Amen. I, I'm made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice on the cross, through his resurrection power. I am made righteous. So cover me, oh God. Amen, somebody. So, so to be covered is important, to be robed in what God has endued and endowed upon you, praise God, is what he wants. It says, and guess what? When he clothes you, you are truly decked out. When he clothes you. You know, everybody put on their best stuff for a wedding. Can I get a witness in the house? You know, ladies have on these flowing, beautiful gowns. And, you know, even those who are not participating in the wedding, they put on some good stuff. Amen, somebody. Brothers, you're decked out. You're looking good. The Lord says, I'm going to clothe you in, in this wedding regalia, in this apparel that, that means, you know, this is a special celebration. I clothe and cover like nobody else, praise God. I can do it better than the formal shop. I can do it better than the wedding salon. Amen, somebody. I got you. I got you covered. I got you covered. I got you covered. I got you covered. Praise God. And when God cleans you up, you are clean indeed. When God cleans you up, you are clean indeed. When God cleans you up. Amen, somebody. God is the one who purifies and sanctifies. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Be a rejoicer. Amen, somebody. Psalm 43 says, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God. Next. To God, my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with a lyre, oh my God. And she said, wait a minute, Pastor, it seems like this thing is kind of reconnecting. Yeah, it's reconnecting to the significance of worship. Worship isn't, it's, it's not something that it's just a ritual, a routine, a ceremony that we created out of nowhere. God orchestrated it. He set it in motion. And we just simply are following the word to create the environment, the atmosphere, where corporate, together worship can take place. Amen? So we're together in this place to worship a living and a loving God. We're together in this place to be together enthusiastic and rejoiceful about who he is and what he's done and what he is going to do. Praise God. Past, present, future. We're together in this place because of Jesus. My past has been redeemed. My present makes sense. And my future is secure because of the power of Jesus the Christ. So past, present, future is taken care of. Praise God. I'm in this sweet spot because of God, and I'm here today 
to commemorate and celebrate. First of all, commemorate what he's done and to celebrate what he's doing and what he's going to do. So have you come into this place ready to celebrate? Have you come into this place ready to rejoice? Have you come into this place to be joyful in God? Have you come into this place ready to, to let your lips express the goodness of God in the land of the living? We're living, right? Just let's take the breath test. Just, just put your hand in front of your mouth and just blow. Did you feel anything? That means you got breath, praise God. If you're dead, you're going to have this right here. Do you have breath? So the Word of God says, let everything that hath, what? What? Blow it one more time. One more time. Let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Let everything, everybody, the word even says that if you don't cry out to the Lord, I can make the rocks cry out. I don't know about you, but I don't want an inanimate object taking my place. I want my voice heard by a mighty loving and a living God. I want my voice to ring out loud. Amplify my voice, oh God. Put an explanation point on my worship, my praise. Let me glorify you and lift you up with the essence of who I am. Let every crevice of my being rejoice in God. Let me give him gladness and joy and hope, and peace and love. Let me show my love and demonstrate my love. Let my voice echo with that love that I have for you. That's a good God. Won't you stand all over the house? You say, well, how do I do this? How do I do this? Well, first of all, one thing we don't do, Proverbs 18:2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only his in expressing his own opinion. In other words, one of the ways we do it is we recognize his authority. I would say this is one of the most foolish ages ever. Because foolishness is contagious. It spreads like wildfire. We're in a foolish age. Amen. It's, it's, it's spread through tweets, foolishness. It's spread through posts, foolishness. It spreads through likes, foolishness. It spreads through emails and social media across the board. It spread through photographs and selfies. Foolishness. Amen, somebody. Now, some of it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downing this medium. I think the medium has also the potential to help us reach the world, to spread the good news, to let our light shine. It's another vehicle that God can use to allow us to let our light shine. But we got to let our light shine. And the way we let our light shine is through Him, praise God, to glorify Him with all that we have. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is this on? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. So Isaiah 58, this is one of the ways we can do it. And I'm almost finished. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure, listen, listen, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, did you know this was talked about in the scripture? And call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not only 
your ways, not, not, not going your own ways, amen, or seeking your own pleasure, amen, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God say, don't play with this day. This is one of those days that'll bless you. Just bless your socks off. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Don't, don't play with this time. Don't play with this moment, praise God. Don't play with this at all, praise God. Tell them, don't play with this. Thank you, Jesus. Look at, look at the instruction. It says, stop just being focused on doing your own pleasure, doing your own thing. This ain't your day, it's his day. It says, stop, stop seeking your own pleasure, stop seeking your own way, stop the idle talk. Amen, somebody. Take delight in the Lord. And it's one of the ways that I take delight in the Lord, praise God. I take delight in him by respecting and honoring and reverencing his day. So I say to you again, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us what? Why? Because he made it. And it is his day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and what? And be glad in it. So, so at the point where I'm excited about running up in here, praise God, that's when God know he got you. Some of us still kind of walking. We ain't even got that kind of happy-go-lucky kind of trot. We just... Some of us still got somebody twist your arm today. Amen. A significant other, somebody just made you come. Amen. But at the point where I come running, at the front, I come chasing after. It's like getting in the, it's like getting in the starting blocks. You know, on Sunday, Sunday morning, you ought to be in the starting blocks. Amen, somebody. And you ought to be get down like ready, set, bam. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm moving. I'm stepping for God because I'm excited because rejoicing. I was happy. I was excited when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, praise God. So rejoicers are excited about his house. Somebody say, this is his house. We're excited about his house. We're excited about delighting in him. We're excited about being excited about him. We turn our attention towards him. And when we can do it this day consistently, we can begin to morph into doing it every day consistently. Worshiping, praising, honoring, blessing his holy name. I want to invite somebody to bless God today. To say, God, I'm yours. And you are mine. God, I am yours. And you are mine. Amen. Every service is a time for us to respond to him. I didn't just preach to be preaching. I didn't teach to be teaching. I, taught, I taught and preached for a response because I believe God is stirring on somebody's heart right now to make a commitment to him to affirm to reaffirm faith in him to say here I am Lord use me shape me mold me I'm yours 
let your spirit shout out to God that I am yours. For somebody today, that means I'm going to step out into these aisles and affirm. You know, you may be new in the community. You may may already know Christ, but now it's time for you to get connected. So it's time for you to affirm. I want a connection to the family. We invite you to make that connection today. Don't put this off. Don't procrastinate. Don't delay. I make this connection today. Step out in him, for him, through him. We invite you to come. Say out loud, everybody. We invite you. Come on, say it with some more enthusiasm. We invite you to come. So it's not just me. We invite you to come. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we invite you to rejoice with us, to connect with the family, the community, the body of Christ, the community of believers. This day, this is the day. Every heart praying all over the house while we worship for a few moments, we invite somebody to make a choice, to make a decision, to step out on faith, to come forward in this day. Every heart praying, let's worship for a few moments. We invite it to come.